I know. The pressure is off. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah, uh, keep it close to your face and then yeah. we're off and running, man. Let's do it. But yeah, I've been on a couple podcasts and you're just like, what do you got? Like you're just I, so casual. I am it. so laid back right now. Dude, I, yeah. I didn't have to set up. I didn't yeah. have to outline prep pre-call. This is uh, I can get used to this. Well, did you get the, the interview format sheet I sent you? No. I'm kidding. I don't do I was like, uh, no not at all. <laughs> um, but I do admire your podcast a lot. We met on a shoot. We'll talk about that. But yeah. you put so much into the production value. You know, yeah. you shoot, you have a video element, which I want to get to eventually. Yeah. And just, it's so, it's so seamlessly put together. It's Thank really you. impressive. And just the way you curate the content and the episodes is really great. And we're in a similar pace. I'm, this will be episode like 49 or 50. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so you did a first season. Yeah. That was 50 episodes. 50, yeah. And season two just started coming out last yeah. week, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. That's amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, you know, you're going to find that this is a little bit more scrappy. It's all good. I just let it run. There's only one official question. So we'll do that and then we'll see where it goes. Cool. Sounds so the good. first question, the only question is, what were you up to when you were seven years old? Okay. <clears throat> 1994. Oh, we're the same age too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, to be more very specific, uh, it was the first year without Michael Jordan. I'm from Chicago. Like <laughs> it's I, the first time we got in that answer. Yeah. Good. yeah. I, I mean, I'm born and raised proud Chicagoan first year. So, uh, like many people who loved him and, and our team in Chicago, we were like, well, what do we do now? Right. You know, Cubs still suck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the bears sucked. You know, so like, what do we do yeah. in the wintertime when there's nothing to do but hibernate? Um, so that was that I, I love sports. And, uh, you know, raised by a single mother. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of time with her. I'm trying to think <clears throat> what I liked at that time. So uh, I'll tell you why I asked that question. Okay, and yeah, you can please. try to frame it. Sure. I feel like you're on the level with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Basically, there's this old maxim, ancient maxim attributed to some Franciscan friar that's give me the child until seven and I'll show you the man. Or give me the boy until seven and I'll show you the man. Or give me the kid until seven and I'll okay. show you the adult. So the idea is that who you are at seven is basically a micro encapsulation of who you're going to become as an adult. Like all your inputs and outputs, your nature and your nurture has set you up and yeah. set you on a path to become a certain type of person. Sure. So I love connecting the dots between a, how people answer that question. It's just mm -hmm. interesting what comes to mind Of course, yeah. um, and B where they are now sitting in front of me and where they're, where they want to go. So there's like yeah. these three points, there's seven year old you, there's you now, and then there's you going off into the future. future. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. That's that's a great um, great way to, to ask that question and, and how it does make more sense. Because I think I read something like that. Um, yeah, it's a really <clears throat> random question. Otherwise, no, no, no. I, I but I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I I am almost done with the book. Um, what happened to you mm. is Oprah Winfrey and Bruce Perry, and uh, Oprah talks about how child development um, with your brain and, and the stages of it. And seven was also a significant other uh, significant number. And it sounds yeah. like. Um, based on what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was very, um, introvert, very shy. Mm -hmm. So, which is ironic cause I'm the complete opposite now. Yeah. Uh, so, same, same. but that, that came with maturity and, uh, growing into my body, you know, and, yeah. and feeling confident and, and all that, uh, um, and a thousand auditions, I'm sure. Yeah. And a lot of no's, right. Yeah, so a lot, of no's, like, a lot of being on set with strangers. Yeah. 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 So you figure it out, you know, I'm 35 now. So, um, that's a great question. Yeah, so you were introverted. I was super introverted, very shy. Yeah. Like could not public speak at the base level. Couldn't introduce myself in class. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Super shy. Only child, not sheltered, but just like, you know, I was the special one and I did, I, my world was safe and mm -hmm. then it wasn't, but you know, I just, 
That was the way I, I developed in the world. Yeah. And then moving to LA, falling into modeling. I've been at this for eight years. I know you've been at it for 17, which is yeah. really impressive as well. Yeah. Um, but being thrown into castings, being thrown onto set where we have almost no information about what's going on. No. And yeah. then realizing that it's not just because of the way you look, it's like how you act that really gets you the repeat jobs. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm wearing a pair of socks right now from a company called Built. Yeah. B-Y-L-T. Sure. I did a shoot for them a couple years ago with Nick. Yeah. And then he reached out maybe a year later and was like, hey, I'm, I'm sort of auditioning or interviewing for this new role. So I'm setting up a, a shoot as sort of like an application. Yeah. Are you down? It's going to be in Topanga with my buddy, Justin. It'll be easy. I was like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a day rate. And was, Sign me up. Yeah. And. I was kind of going through some stuff. It was like one of the waves of the pandemic. It was just a tough time for me. And I, I got to set and I was like, I'm not going to be unfriendly, but I'm just, I'm going to kind of keep to myself. Yeah. I'm, okay. It was just a low, I had to kind of conserve my energy to be on when the camera was on. Mm. And you, uh, you know, I didn't know you at all. I never met you. And there's always assumptions that come up when you meet a new model, like, is this guy a dick? Is he, you know, yeah, yeah. et cetera. But yeah. you were very friendly. And I think you were very good at sort of reading my energy and meeting me at my level and asking questions about my career. And that's something that an extrovert does. Yeah. So do you think that it's mm. this career that has brought you, brought you out of yourself and that sort of uh, necessity to be extroverted on set or to be an energy reader, et cetera? Or is it... <clears throat> just your own evolution as a person? I think both. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I grew into an extrovert probably through modeling for sure. You know, I, I moved to New York when I was 20, uh, still wet behind the ears, you know, and, and that was the lion's den as I, as I called it back then. It was yeah. a lot of uh, growth and evolution in just a little over a year. I had a roommate at the time older than me. He was, uh, he's eight years older and he really was like, not just an older brother, but like kind of like a father figure to me, mm-hmm. kind of like you probably shouldn't be doing that or you can't really say that, you know, whatever. <clears throat> so that really helped. Traveling 1 million percent is a majority of the reason why I am the person I am today. Yeah. And between growing into an extrovert and including opening up my my mind and my expansion on there's other ways to live, there's other ways to have traditions and cultures and so on and so forth. So that really helped. But then also... I've always been able to, it's a gift, I, I guess, um, of reading people and reading energies. Yeah. And I'm sensitive to them and I'm aware of that now before I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> but I, I really am now. And so when I heard you talking about that day, I, I don't really remember so much, you know, maybe feel like you were going through something, but you are different today than, than then. So it, oh, it, it adds up now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I just read it and, and I'm also, you're not the first model who's told me like, you're not the average model Mm -hmm. personality wise, you know, and I've always said modeling is what I do. It is not who I am. I could give a shit. Can I I swear on you? Oh yeah. Okay. I can give a shit. Um, (laughs) uh, cause I actually don't do it on mine, but I could give a shit about taking a photo. I I, honestly, I'm grateful for the work. I I truly am. And I'm blessed. 17 years. Amazing. But it's not who I am, Mm -hmm. you know? So when I go to work, I'm excited to meet new people, yeah. share experiences, yes. you know, and, and more so just from like, where did you, what agency are you with in North Carolina? I'm doing that as like a intro level, you know, type of conversation. Yeah, the common ground is and we'll agencies. Get to the deep stuff, yeah. yeah, later, yeah. right? And so, and I have, I've, I've had some incredible conversations on set. I've had models cry with me mm-hmm. on set and the makeup artist is like, thanks for coming out. Now I got to do this over again. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I just really enjoy energy exchanges yeah. if it's genuine. 
if it's accepted and received well. Mm-hmm. And to your point about it's not just looks. There's we're not the only good looking guys out here. There's there's 19 of us just in LA alone, probably okay. on this block. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. And so, but there is something that we can also bring to the table, which yeah. is personality. It is professionalism and it's an energy back to mm-hmm. that. So I pride myself on that. I really do. Like I have so many repeat clients, which is the only reason why I'm able to still do this today full time. And they know me. They knew me before I had a daughter and she's 14, you know? So it's just like, we just go way back. And and I'd like to think it has something to do with with how I show up to work. Absolutely, it does. You know, so yeah. I can find a guy who looks just like you real fast. Yeah, for sure. But to find someone who, you know, so that shoot I did with Nick for Built. Yeah. It was, you know, kind of a run and gun. We did some studio stuff and he's like, all right, let's go to these like handball courts and just grab some stuff for Instagram posts. And he just kept wanting to try things. And I was like, he's like, do you have to go? And I was like, no, I'm like, I'm good, man. Like, you know, we were technically over time, but it was the pandemic. What else am I going to do? I like shooting. He's a cool guy. And I think my openness to just playing and giving him a little bit more of my time and being like, not like, all right, man, did you get the shot? Like I got to bounce. Yeah. That's what made him DM me a year later when he knew he was looking for a guy who probably looks like me. Yeah. And he's like, who do I know that's who's game? And sure. that's what set me apart. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that would have been one booking and instead it turned into two bookings. Totally. 100%. And that's 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 huge. And I think to your point about, you know, becoming someone who's more sensitive to to energies, it's really it's really nice when you realize that it helps you get out of your own way when you're thinking about other people. Yeah. And what they need in a situation. Mm-hmm. Like then you don't feel the nerves that or the anxiety or like the confusion about what, you know, you get to set sometimes like what the hell is going on? Like, yeah, yeah. So it helps you get that idea of self transcendence and gets you out of your own way. Mm -hmm. And then things kind of become a little easier. Well, but it took a lot of work, though, right? Uh, We can't just bypass that step because I used to receive someone else's energy if it was negative or bad and it would come on to me and it would affect me for however long. Yeah. And or I would take blame for it. Right. Did I do something wrong? Mm. And this is like childhood stuff coming out, but you know, therapy helps. So, you know, it's like, did I do something? Did I piss them off to set them off? Right. And little did I know they, you know, someone cut them off, just pulling into the driveway, whatever the case could be. So it took a lot of work to uh, my therapist gave me this a long time ago, which still to this day is at the forefront. We cannot take accountability for things we're not responsible for. Mm -hmm. I used to do that all the time. Friends, family, strangers. If you're thinking me, 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 it's about me. It's because of me. It's yeah. This, that, right? it's all me. Yeah. So it, it, again, took a lot of work to then take someone's energy, good or bad, and not take it personal. Mm-hmm. And to, if I felt the need, or again, if it was, um, if I felt like it would be received well, offer any kind of help or whatever the hell. I can't tell you how many younger guys I kind of mentor, so to speak, in, yeah. in modeling. And so, <clears throat> but I see that they want it. If someone doesn't want it, I'm just like, cool, no, we can keep it surface. You know, where are you from? What's your favorite color? Whatever. Yeah, you know, if, like if they're having a day where no they're, just, they're maybe they're busy. Maybe they're juggling two jobs. Like yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But your ability to like kind of meet people halfway, like I said, mm-hmm. it's very comforting. And that's probably why people open up and cry. Yeah. And there's yeah. another factor I think at play on sets where it's you know that person's gonna go away. They're sort of temporary in your life. Sure. Like, yes, you're gonna follow each other on Instagram and you may do a podcast later yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But totally. it's sort of the same, it's like the bartender or the taxi driver. It's mm-hmm. like, you can kind of just open up to them if if you feel safe enough to, to do yeah. so. Mm-hmm. And I've had incredible conversations on set as well. And that's what sparked my desire to do this podcast was, I mean, the modeling aspect of it for me was just sort of my angle. I just wanted to talk to people. I think podcasting yeah. is the coolest job. Yeah. If you could just have a free form conversation with someone and like people are making crazy money doing totally, it now. Totally, yeah. 
for sure. which is part of it. But like, mm-hmm. I just like the access to people and interesting lifestyles. And yeah, and inspiring. you get a different side of them. Yeah, I really think totally. so. You know, it's like when you can just sit down and have a conversation with someone, you don't feel rushed, pressured. There's no one else around listening yeah. or taking notes or anything. It it helps it. It creates a different flow. Phones are off. Yeah, just exactly. You're just connected yeah. and present, which Absolutely. is something we all need to be doing more of. But you said something that was really interesting that made me think, and you're right, in the sense of when you meet people on set, for the most part, they're probably going to be temporary. Mm-hmm. It may be your only interaction with them, in person at least, forever. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I think it, it does help with, like, what do you have to lose, kind of, so to speak? Yeah. A client, sure. But it's like money comes and goes, and there's enough clients to go around. But you know, when it comes to another model, it's like, uh, I'm not going to lose sleep over this interaction, yeah. whether, however it goes, yeah. you know? So you, I think that's a really interesting point I never thought of. Like you kind of have practice after practice after practice to um, try things out, try different conversation angles, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting to know someone. I mean, the beauty of, of what, one of the beauties of what we do is we're meeting people from all walks of life. Yeah. There's not too many jobs that offer that opportunity, you know? most jobs are very proximity based, very environmentally based, geographically Mm -hmm. based. For us, it's like, I have friends. I said this to, I think my daughter recently, she asked me if I went somewhere and I said, yeah, I've been there before. And who'd you go with? I said, well, I went for work, you know, but I, um, I have friends there and she's like, you know, dad, you have, you have friends all over the place. And I was like, you're right. I, I never, I do, you know, I, I have a bed to sleep on in more places than I can think of. Right. All because of modeling. So I'm like, God, we're, how lucky are we, you know, that we are blessed to be able to say that, mm-hmm. you know, how many people, if they're listening right now, like who are at a proximity, we'll call it job where you're kind of stuck for lack of a better way to put it, who wish they had the opportunity. There's so many times I complain and I'm totally being honest where I'm like, oh, God, I get in this plane and I got to go to Miami. It's like, okay, maybe that sounds terrible. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. I'm get, uh, not now, but in, in those moments I catch myself and I'm like, shit, like, I have to check myself, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of people would trade places with me in a heartbeat in Minnesota right now where it's 10 degrees. Yeah. And no it's gray shit. skies. Degrees, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And I think kind of going back to that point about these opportunities you have to try different angles, try out different conversation starters, different ways of interacting with new people. Yeah. You know, you can use that, that knowledge that this is temporary for evil. You could be like, well, fuck right. like, that person's going to be gone. Like, yes. you know, I'm not going to see him again. Who cares? I don't have to be friendly. Yeah. But I think something that's good to keep in mind is like, how can I leave this person, this situation better than I found it? And if you think about that, yeah. then you're going to, I don't know. It's this, it's beautiful thing where it's, yes, it's fleeting and it, you may never see that person again. It may, mm-hmm. there may be no point to putting an effort besides that, like they get to take that with them. And like you maybe. Sure elucidated something about just the modeling industry at the, sure. you know, at the professional level, you help them learn about how to get an international agency, mm-hmm. something like that. They could take away and be like, Oh, I, I learned something today from that guy. And you know, I, I didn't have to learn anything from him, but yeah. you know, it can go much deeper than that. Sure. And you can have a real connection with someone. Yeah. I was going to say, but you know, even if, if I, I'm always going to receive something, mm-hmm. I really feel that way. And the more you give, obviously the more you receive, but I always walk away with something. Yeah. Um, whether it's a lesson, whether it's a new idea, a new concept I wasn't, you know, privy to in the past or a new outlook, you know, just, just a way to, to hear and see someone else's perspective. It's like, wow, that's really interesting, you know? So, and that's why I'm so open and, and inclined to talk. I've never been on set. The same guy I told you about who was like, I lived with in New York. I remember uh, we rarely worked together because we look like each other. So yeah, it's one of those right. things. But the one time we did, I remember seeing him 
in the corner, this is like portable DVD time, so I'm aging myself here, but he was sat in the corner like on his portable DVD, like just totally isolation mode. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, I don't know if that is a good thing because people could take that as like, you don't want to be here. Yeah. You're just collecting a check, which yeah. yes, we all are, but you have to give a little bit more as you said at the top of this. Mm-hmm. And I always remember that. And so a lot of times um, I'm rarely on my phone at work. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I could do this at home, you know? So, and, and again, I'm just so fascinated by people's stories. And guess what? People who are able to be heard will be able to hear better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's like, if, if I feel like you're going to sit down and listen to me and I'm being yeah. heard, I am way more likely to now hear you. Yeah. I mean, it's reciprocated. You got to give what you want to get. Exactly. And I've heard it put as like, if you want to be interesting, be interested. Right. Like, great. Amazing. I have a lot of facts about me that are cool, but like, I want to hear about you. Yeah. And then that's going to inform <laughs> me. I'm going to learn more and like, you know, get life experience through your experiences. Totally. And that's going to, that's, what's going to make me truly interesting is the things I didn't expect to learn. Totally. From the people I meet along the way. Yeah. So let it's me ask you, so it. you, how long is this podcast? So I know the episode number, but like, so it's been a couple, it's been out for a couple of years. Okay. Um, because I took a few breaks right, okay. for because of COVID. I, I don't like doing, I've never tried it doing over Zoom because I like the the process of sitting down with someone. So I sure. took a break during the beginning of the pandemic and then I took a break during Omicron. So mm-hmm. yeah, a couple of years. Okay. But my, my intention was to do a year's worth. So 52 episodes at this point mm-hmm. um, before I tried to monetize it, before I tried to get sponsors, like really tried to market or anything. And so we're, we're approaching that number. Okay. But so it's been around. What was the overall intention then to, to create this? I mean, part of it was, yes, I wanted to bring the conversations I have about, you know, these like sideline conversations on set about yeah how did you get your agent you know what do you do for la casting who do you shoot with you test once a week wow yeah like those kind of stuff that there's no class for models i've always said that there's no there's orientation n- there's no handbook there's no commercial acting i mean there's classes for commercial acting but like yeah. modeling especially you just get thrown into it yep and i came to the game much later than you i was 25 mm-hmm. and i had a good head on my shoulders but like if you're 18 i was yeah yeah uh <laughs> it's trial by fire and mm-hmm. there's i mean there's people going back to the idea that it's all walks of life like there's people who retire and they're like i'm gonna try if i get some auditions and their their careers just take off because yeah. there's not a lot of competition in that age bracket sure and they have to learn what to do and mm-hmm. i wanted to, to share that information because yeah it took me several years of just talking to everyone i could to put it put my own little crash course together. Yeah. So I wanted to bring that to light. Mm-hmm. But then the other, the other um, intention was like, it's just, I selfishly wanted to talk to people I found interesting, yeah. pin them down for an hour yeah. and just like hear their story, yeah. learn from them, like their psychology, what makes them happy, what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. Um, just as one like creative warrior to another who's sure. like, trying to figure out this weird self-employed world. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I talked to models and photographers and agents, but I've talked to film composers. I've talked to, you know, whoever I find interesting. Mm-hmm. So the modeling aspect was kind of my niche, but it's really just people that I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah. I only asked because, um, one, I remember when you gave me the rundown of your show, mm. I was like, good. Like, I'm, I remember thinking like, good, someone's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I can't tell you, I'm sure you too get just a ton of messages and, and inquiries about, you know, I want to model and what do I do? Mm-hmm. How do I start? Where do I go? And how much do I, whatever. Yeah. And it blows my mind with then my answer to their questions and how surprised they are that those are the answers, you know? And I'm like, God, 
the outsiders looking in are so far removed from so what far. it actually is. So far. And I actually approached, um, I'm with LA Models in LA, mm-hmm. and I approached the um, the bookers and I said, you know, look, there's an opportunity here. There's a niche where, this is before I met you, um, <laughs> and you should do this. Um, there's an opportunity in a niche where I can create something of a podcast show or, or interview style, whatever, where I can remove the the mother in Nebraska whose daughter is 18, who's be- 16 for women, who's beautiful and wants to model. I yeah. can remove all the crazy, dumb questions for you yeah. by her watching this interview I did with someone who's 30 as a woman who started at 16. Mm-hmm. You know, And when so when I was listening to you and I'm like, this is great, but what also really got me aside from the factual side of modeling is the person behind the model, right? The person right. behind the photos, behind the videos. And I've always been intrigued by that and fascinated by, you know, just people's stories in general, but let alone models, you know what I mean? So because to a lot of people, we are a certain stereotype. Mm-hmm. Uh, we easily get put in a box. Yeah. Um, I Quickly. remember, yeah. you know, I remember when I was single, like dating girls who were blown away by how nice I was. Yep. Same. And I'm like, <laughs> What do you mean? What did you think? Yeah. I was like, don't answer that. You know, I had a lot I of girls like, who had a rule, no male models. Yeah, right. Like, my wife, my <laughs> yeah. wife, bless her heart. Her and my mother-in-law actually was were honest with me like a couple months into dating. And uh, I guess her mom was like anti. But my um, wife had dated a couple guys who model slash acted in the past and didn't go well. So I understand it. Sure. Um, but I also understand the narrative because for the most part, it's true. Yeah. Um, I just appreciate someone who gives me a chance to... It sucks, but like defend myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like from jump, I'm already like, let me tell you what I'm not. What you think I am. from the get go. Yeah, you know? And so the bar is set so low. Yeah. And like, it's right. almost like people are like, oh, you opened the door for me. I'm like, what? Like, right. That's, like, like, what like, are you com- used to? I'm Midwestern too. I'm from St. Louis. So like, yeah. 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 That's basic. That's like day one stuff for <laughs> Etiquette. me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like that's, that's what I realized. Like, you know, I'm not some supermodel. I'm, you know, yeah. a very working class, like journeyman yeah. model. Yeah. And everyone I've met who has any longevity in, in this career is very stable, very yeah. grounded in a committed relationship, yeah. you know, probably has a college education, uh, like may, had a lot of success on maybe a sports team, knows how to work hard Yeah, because they, nothing was handed to them. Like going mm-hmm. back to the idea that we, none of us have any idea what we're doing. We have to no. figure it out. And sure. you, if you don't figure it out, you don't figure it out. So yeah, for like, sure. well, you don't ta- know what you don't know. Yeah. And it takes yeah. a certain kind of person to, yes, you maybe got scouted, mm-hmm. but then like, it kind of ends there sometimes. A lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can get in the door. I remember uh, an agent told me my first year, uh, so I would have been 18, 19, and I was always late, like just ter- like an hour late to castings and stuff like that. And this is in Chicago where the windows are tight, like they're mm-hmm. very organized. And so I remember she called me in and I, I, I went to her desk and she's like, I'm going to put this very simply to you. Your looks are only going to get you so far in life, let alone this industry. And I remember thinking like, what the hell is she talking about? I'm in this industry because of my looks. Right. It's all that matters. It's all that matters. I'm a model. And and to a lot of of models, um, they can get away with a lot of crazy stuff. I've heard stories from, from producers and from clients themselves, you know, be like, he just sells clothes. So we put up with him showing up and smelling like alcohol. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like I'm an hour late and I'm getting ream from my booker and this guy's half drunk on set. But, you know, it's a business, right? So anyways, I remember that conversation that I had with her and she's like, your looks are only going to get you so far, a.k.a., you know, it'll get you in the room, yeah. but it may not keep you in this room it'll or get you in the other door rooms, you have to walk through. Right? Because yeah. as you know, I'm sure by now too, 
word travels, right? Mm -hmm. Number one. And number two, a lot of producers are freelance. Yeah. So they'll remember you being oh, yeah. the asshole or the guy who showed up late or the guy who smells like alcohol or the guy who's just so full of himself and makes everyone else uncomfortable. They're not going to book you for this other project. Yeah. So yeah, the, don't show up selling like alcohol. There's a certain category of model. It's like, like they're they're almost not even selling a product. They're selling them. Like if you're yeah. Gigi Hadid, I'm not saying she shows up sure, selling sure, like alcohol, sure, but like yeah. she's the product. Yeah, like right, me, right, it's right. whatever T-shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> exactly. They'll cut my face off. They don't give a shit about <laughs> exactly, me. Exactly for but sure. Like, don't so don't show up selling like alcohol. Yeah, yeah, but it makes a huge difference. And like that's mm. you know this idea of talking to your agency and saying. I can help, I can get people through the first couple hurdles. So when they show yeah. up at your door, they know what to do. They know Already. how to go get their portfolios built up. They know, mm -hmm. because everyone who messages me, they're like, well, you know, when should I submit to an agency? And it's like, I have these kind of standard responses I send to them. Copy because and it's, paste. Yeah, it's sure. pretty, it's pretty standard, yeah. but no one knows. They think sure. either you get scouted or you don't, and there's you know there's nothing else. Or you have to pay X yeah. amount of money, which you have to pay for a test a lot of times to sure. put on your account. But yeah, it's like, do I have to pay to um, go take pictures to then go to the agency? I'm like, no, yeah. you show up and they take them with their iPhone in front of the white wall or yeah. black wall that's that's there. So yeah, and it's um, I did a Instagram live with a friend of mine who is like a model coach, really, mm. which is also great. We need those, and she's awesome at what she does, and and I. Did the live to bring awareness to the space and the industry, but I also did it so I could just forward this live to whoever keeps messaging me, Smart, you know, yeah. it's, which is often. Yeah, but when I'm on set, you know, it's, it's, you can also tell too, I'm sure you can relate to this, where you see the guy who you're like, he's going to have a career. Mm -hmm. you, know? you see the guy, it's like, he's going to fade out, you know, and you can yeah. tell by how much they care. And also how much they don't care in a good way. Right. Right. The one who's just super humble is just like, I'll wear whatever you want me to wear. Mm -hmm. I don't care what I wear as long as you, you know, are happy with with my presence here and what I bring to the table. And I'm like, it says a lot, you know. Yeah. So um That's that idea of I brought this up with my new agent on the podcast, but be a blank canvas for others to paint on. Just yeah. like be of service to the shoot. Sure. Uh, and there's a producer who I recently did a couple of shoots with and she wants to come on because she's been like, I've had models be standing in front of the director, the the talent the, or the other talent, the client, the agency, and they're, they're approving wardrobe. And she's like, I would never wear this. Yeah. And like just little things like that. Like, yeah. you don't say that, you know, it's what, and it's wild to even hear that because you're like, do you know how many people are behind the scenes of creating what you wouldn't even look at? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, the level of disrespect like blows my mind. It says a lot about that person in life but i just that's another thing especially when i work with like personal brands like when the ceo is standing next to you and he's trying to make oh, sure what he spent baby. five years on yeah. making look good is going to look great to sell and bring awareness to the brand i'm i'm i go extra hard for for like a job like that yeah. i'm like bro you're going to get a 1000 percent me today you yeah. should get 100 you're going to get 1000 yeah. because i see i get it i can relate to you. i understand mm -hmm. it is their baby so yeah, but I, again, I, I, I asked that question because um, I am also glad you're doing this, but also impressed mm. and proud. I, I know we barely know each other, but I'm proud of you, yeah. man, because honestly, it's like this will help out so many people and I'm all about helping people. So, yeah. um, which is one of the reasons why I came on, you know, it's and so I, I see it for what it is and what it can be. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are just like, Tune in a lot, man, and take notes. You have you met anyone that's like I listen to your podcast, dude? So I I know you, I was listening to the season two teaser for your podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you're talking about how you were in Dubai dude. and you and Shay, your wife, got recognized. <laughs> Crazy. I was on set for a, a commercial recently, 
and there was a background actor who was like, hey, are you Michael Gable? And I was like, uh, like I don't get recognized yeah, yeah. for anything. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, dude, I listened to your podcast. Bro. I know your voice. And I was like, I like, I fangirled out to him. Yes. I was like, oh my God. Yes. Like, it was I, like, you know, I have friends who see me in commercials and <laughs> right, I'd be right, like, right. oh, I saw you in this ad or like you were in a store, you know, fly or whatever. Yeah. That was like <clears throat> orders of magnitude more special to me this than is different. anything. Yeah. This is different, right? And he, you know, he said like, he's like, I'm, I just started out. I'm like on LA casting. I'm on backstage and like you're, the things I listen to help me book more jobs. And I was like, okay. Dude. Like, and that was when I was deciding whether to come back from this Omicron wow. thing. And I was like, I'm coming back. Like wow. I have to. That was the sign you yeah. needed, right? Yeah. Divine timing. That's amazing. Yeah. I, that means more to me than anything else. Perfect example. Uh, Shay and I were... At a, at a store, grocery store, and um, Viore was a, a new store in Studio City. It just opened up. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I think I'm in the, the store. I want to go see the the, sh- the shots. And so we walked in, and I, and I was like, oh, I always take video from my mom, who, who barely knows how to use Instagram. And, yeah. you know, bless her heart. She's 73. And so but she's proud. So I'm taking videos of her, uh, for her, rather. And I get to the last one, and then it's like the register. And this guy goes, um, are you JD, my nickname? And... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm masked up, glasses on, have a hat. And I was like, yeah, how can you recognize? But I was like, yes. And he's like, my wife and I love your podcast. That's crazy. Now, I'm here in this store because of my day job. There's photos all around. And I'm not being recognized. I obviously was, but he was like, I remember when they put the photos up, like, I love his podcast. He's like telling his coworker and his manager. And I was like, can I take a photo with you? And he was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I would love to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fanning in, like <laughs> you said. That's I felt, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, I walked out of there and I was like, this is the craziest moment for me because what I'm trying to do more of in podcasting and less of in modeling all came together in this like one moment right. for me. And it's it's incredible, you know, let alone getting recognized everywhere else. And you will. And and what's wild, especially for you, is you don't, you know, there's no video component to this. I know, not yet, maybe one day. But for someone to recognize your yeah. voice. That's crazy. Think about the impact you yeah. really have on them, that right? really cool. Someone can and see me and be like oh that's justin that's jd but to like just be recognized by your voice mm-hmm. compliments to you man that's yeah, it makes awesome you blush just thinking about dude it. that's incredible but i really i relate who can relate is go. the title of your podcast yeah. um you were talking about you've been at this for 17 years and you you felt for a long time like you didn't have a purpose you know it's yeah. like you know i have friends who are neurosurgeons i have friends who are studying <laughs> like doing cancer research i have sure. friends who make a way more money than i do mm-hmm. and i'm like oh, i keep doing this thing and it's like yeah you know, what impact am i having on the world mm-hmm. basically we're just feeding the like consumerism machine we're creating ads technically for products yeah. you know that sure you can't really control who you advertise for or like, when what you brand work. books you or yeah you know like i'll do alcohol campaigns i'll do you know a lot of fitness camp like i don't it doesn't matter mm-hmm. i'm a mercenary sure but I had that similar feeling of like, I could be doing more. Yeah. Like you said, it's that combination where the, the two meet and the synchronicity. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. I really struggled. You know, we talked at the top of this about um, putting your feelings to words and like trying to come into your own. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I battled with probably some stage of depression for sure. A lot of that was seasonal growing up in the Midwest in the yeah. wintertime and being slow at work in the wintertime at that. Mm. Um, but I realized now through a lot of self-work, I didn't have a purpose, you know, you know, back to that. And to the average outsider looking in, which is most of people on social media, they would be like, I'll trade places with you in a heartbeat. And, and I'm not saying my life was some crazy shit show, but it was just like, 
I modeled, I had a nice apartment, a nice car, nice clothes, a decent salary, which is no such thing, but you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, so outside looking in, they were just like, and I, I remember thinking like, but I'm unhappy. Yeah, that spiritual hole is... You know, like something's, there's a major void here mm-hmm. and modeling is not going to fill the void. Yeah. And so again, through work and through time and maturity and, and emotional maturity, especially, I realized that without a purpose, I will continue to be this way. And, you know, so it's digging deep and digging deep and, and therapy and reading and podcasts, listening and all this stuff. Yeah. And, uh... I read the book, super bumper sticker, but just follow me. Um, uh, You're a badass. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jen, Jen Sincero, the yellow book. And she had a line in there. There's always like one line in those books. Right, that's that stands out. Book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and great, great trilogy that she put out. I think there's another one now too. But the yellow one taught me there was a line in there and she said, um, if you feel overwhelmed in the sense of like, I need to find my purpose. I need to switch it up, do whatever. And she said, break it down into, you know, A, what you can control which the where, maybe not so much. The how, uh, kind of not so much there either. The when, probably definitely not in your control. Yeah. But the what and the why mm. are. But it's more than the what. Everyone knows what they want to do, but why do they want to do it? Which yeah. is why I asked you, why did you want to start this? Yeah. Right? And so I also have a consultation business where um, it's self-help and then relationship help. And I always like a homework assignment. And it's not a copy and paste, but you know, everyone gives their individual homework you know, turned in, but you know, it's like, what do you want to do? Whether it's career wise, what do you want to be as a husband, as a, as a father, as a mother, et cetera. And then why? Mm. Cause the why is always the flame that yep. keeps the candle burning. Yep. It's always the light at the end of the tunnel. It's always people are like, I had to remember why I started. Right. And so anyways, that, that line in that book really taught me like, Oh, cause I was so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm the person I can talk to anyone about anything. But everything to everyone is nothing to no one. So I was like, this is this is not a solution, right? Yeah. And so I was like, but You're I spread so thin. You're like, yeah, I'm like, I... I need to do more. And I and but I was like, I need to do less. And it was so confused. And when I figured out the what, which was helping people, mm-hmm. and the why was because it is the only thing I've ever found that I lose myself in. Yeah. I don't know what time it is. Yeah. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what color the sky is. I'm just submerged in helping people and giving back absolutely but in order to do that i have to be more to give more right i have to be happy myself i have to love myself in order Mm -hmm. to try to help people you're hitting so many great points i'm trying to remember them all no (laughs) no you and i'll I'll remember them all so whatever you got but i say all this to say that purpose factor and what really helped me if anyone uh is still listening and cares about my monologue right now um it's that you got to find your what and then why is that your what yeah and and i also didn't realize helping people could be a career Mm -hmm. because that was the thing too i'm like okay my what is helping people my why is this whole monologue but how do i monetize and not have to model anymore so i can do this more and i I, then it was another struggle i'm like shit jen well where's this in the book you know what i mean it's i'm I'm like going through it and then i was like the hell with this i'm gonna start a podcast Mm -hmm. it's free well there's some equipment involved especially from the video component but you can just upload it. I was like, there's no barrier to entry. You just put them out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But, you know, paying for the equipment sure, and, and yeah. all that and then learning how to edit, you know, yeah. all that, you know, God help me, the editing. Thank God you don't do video because that's like uh, yeah. a beast for the editing process. But nonetheless, doable, manageable. And I figured it all out. And um, it is my baby. Mm-hmm. It is it is the thing that 
is my purpose and not so much the podcast side of things but just helping people the season two trailer that i put out the end it was you know all the some of not even all some of the messages that i received and you will as well if you haven't already as we talked about and that's all i need you Mm -hmm. know it's like i always say i would do it for free but i need to make some kind of money to be able to do it more yeah you know so but the the purpose thing and and not to gender uh stereotype but i can only speak for myself as a man as i am um having a sense of purpose is everything Mm -hmm. is is completely everything and and i'm so happy i found it at i guess i was 33 yeah i i mean i I'm very aligned with you on pretty yeah. much everything you just said. I love the why question. Mm-hmm. I think it's Viktor Frankl. He has a book, Man's Search for Meeting, which is a great, great okay. book. But I think it's his quote that um, those who have a why can endure any how. So if you have a why Beautiful. driving you, you'll figure out the how wow. of the what. So like you want to help people, you want to monetize great. it. Yeah. The how, you're going to figure out. Sure. I'll try a podcast. That doesn't work. I'll switch to consulting. That doesn't work. I'll go back to the podcast. Like there's a sure. million hows you can figure out. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you want it and you want to solve that why and contribute that why, which is helping people to the world. Totally. Um, you'll figure it out. And I, I, I'm the same way when it comes to like my one of my love languages is acts of service that's yeah. how i give love yeah and i because i lose myself in it too i'm like i said before i'm not thinking about myself i get into mm-hmm. a flow state that's based upon someone else yeah and how can i take care of them and it makes me happy yeah. happier than anything getting a gift do, do you know any of the other love languages there are yeah and you touched on a really important point which is you can't give away something you don't have right. so if you don't have self-love the love you try to extend towards someone else is going to be off. Yeah. It's going to be incomplete. It's going to be misguided. Mm -hmm. And I've had a real journey with self-love over the past, specifically eight months. Okay. Um, And I think for like the first time in my life, I can honestly say I have self-love. I don't think I had it. And how good does that feel? It's everything. <laughs> it's seriously. It's everything. Like, like take that moment to reward yourself, yeah. right, and sit with it. Because we're all we do is, not all we do, but for a lot of us are complaining. We're thinking about things we don't have. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it took, you know, for the better part of eight months, to get something that we've always should have had in self love. Yeah. Like that's amazing, man. So yeah. good for you for for getting that. Yeah, and it's it's not this it's not this kind of end point where it's like, well, I love no, myself no, yeah. now, so I'm good. Just the beginning. And still my impulse is to love others, but now I can love them from a much more solid foundation. Right. And it makes me excited about future relationships, you know, totally. my current friendships, my relationships with my family. Totally. Um, yeah, and I think that's so important that you've got to take care of yourself to take care of others. There's a saying that says, um, self-love isn't selfish. Mm-hmm. It's important. Yeah. It's necessary. Yeah. You can't pour from an empty cup. In order for you to love a partner in a relationship, you need to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. And even if you can find ways to love them, it's still going to be less than what it could be until yep. you love yourself. And all of that knowledge that we thankfully have now and have mm-hmm. resources. I've, I've said now, and this is me healing from my childhood with my mom and my dad. You know, I, I used to be really hard on them for what they didn't do for me and what they didn't give me and the trauma that they caused individually because, again, they were split up. And I had to realize through my wife that what we have now in 2022, as far as resources go, is endless to the point where, like, if you 
don't find ways if you're trying to get better. If you feel like I can't find it, you're just ignorant. Because yeah. it's out there. There's and a most million of Reddit it, threads about and it. And most of it's free. Yeah. yeah. Side note. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the, the how thing, right? But you mm-hmm. know, back to your point. And so I, I remember like being really upset with what they weren't doing. And I remember thinking like, well, guess what? In 1976, vulnerability probably wasn't a good look for men. <laughs> you know all. what I mean? Yeah. Like in 1996, in 2006, it probably yeah. wasn't. No. 2016, yeah. right? So so on and so forth. And I just remember thinking like, Okay, we grew up and we are in a different world right now mm-hmm. when it comes to self-love, self-improvement, self-awareness, mm-hmm. and also how we demonstrate love. You know, like I had my two brothers and my dad in town recently for my birthday. And these are very strong, masculine, heterosexual men, okay? And I'm over here guasha stoning my face, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. in the morning drinking coffee with a straw because it keeps my teeth white okay so all these things and i remember my brother is looking at me like what the hell are you doing and i was like bro you don't even i'm gonna put you on you know i'm like try this and do that and here's some face moisturizer what do you just wash your face with water it's not gonna last and i'm like going on and on and i remember thinking like if they didn't know me they would think other sure they think a lot of things about you right yeah (laughs) and i'm just so comfortable in in who i am Mm -hmm. and which is why you know back to being able to give so much as as you are starting to as you said your eight month journey and what you're able to give back and and that it's only the beginning Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's just um admirable and and it takes one to know one which is why i think it really resonates with me yeah man i i'm just again just happy that there's more of us out here yeah men women whatever the case is like just the fact that human beings are interested in, e- in evolving interested in doing the work to evolve you and know, i think it's I think because it's of that that interconnects interconnectedness and the access to information you know mm-hmm. i was in college around the time when you started modeling and okay. you know i was up in the woods of new hampshire and yes and it was a thing <laughs> but we didn't have it in our pocket so it wasn't as ubiquitous and men were very different you know, there was a, totally. there was kind of a turning point around the late aughts or whatever into the 2000 teens and the twenties where like, there's been a real cultural shift in terms of masculinity and sure. sensitivity and vulnerability, like you sure. said. And it's really refreshing because I think a lot of guys are being like, I can stop white knuckling it. I can like, totally. I can cry. I can go yes. to therapy. It's not a big yes. deal. I can talk about yeah. my feelings yeah. without feeling like people are going to judge me or people are going to use it to weaponize yeah. against me. I can take care of myself. Yeah. Like that idea of self-care. I, so I recently went on a binge watching spree of watching Queer Eye. Have you ever watched okay. Queer Eye I on haven't. Netflix? No, no. So I'd never watched it. I kind of, it's I remember when it came out, you yeah. know, the initial iteration and I was like, yeah, this is a funny concept. And I just kind of wrote it off. But then I watched mm. it and these guys, the the Fab Five, they just see the beauty in every single person. Wow. Every single person who comes on the show, you know, they're in rough shape. They need a makeover. They need to get their life together. Yeah. And they're so down on themselves. Like, well, I'm not, I'm nothing to look at. And without a missing a beat, they're always like, you are gorgeous. And mm. they mean, you can tell that they it's mean genuine, it. genuine, sure. It's coming from a place of, you know, they've been marginalized and they've been told that they were wrong or other or mm-hmm. didn't fit into the square peg or whatever. And they have, through that adversity, found a sense of self that's beyond something that would just come from floating through life. You know, being 
a white straight guy sure. in the Midwest. Like, yeah. you don't have to question things. You don't have to push through any adversity to sure. to really form a sense of self. And yeah. it's beautiful the way they open these people up and like yeah. you know these firemen who are doing face masks and stuff. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, That's yeah, it awesome. looks like a good time. Like, chill out. It's not. Yeah. You can call it like in the 2000s, we would have called it a certain thing. And but sure. it's, like, it's not. It's shut up. Sure. Like it's yeah. fine. And another thing that my my buddy brought up, who he does focus groups for an advertising agency, and okay. he says. It's so rare, like in so many people's lives, they're so busy taking care of their kids, taking care of their husband, doing all these things, so manic, that no one ever sits them in down and says like, what do you think? Like, what do you need? What would yeah. make your life a little better? Mm -hmm. Like, how can I carve out some space in your morning where you just like, take care of yourself? Mm -hmm. And it like blows people's minds that they're allowed to take care of themselves. Yeah, or that people even care. That people care. That, that they want them to take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. and it's this, it's this beautiful circle where someone who's confident and self-aware and self-loving allows someone else the space to do the same. And yeah. then they, in every aspect of their life, everyone they're taking care of, they're going to extend that same mm -hmm. loving kindness. Yeah. And I don't know where we went wrong as this, you know, culture, society, but like mm -hmm. it's this feedback loop that just got broken at some point. And it seems like it's being repaired. Yeah. Oh, I, I think there's more awareness to it now. And, and listen, this is probably the good thing about social media, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, let's, let's just start there. And I also wonder, I was thinking as you were talking from our personal perspective, if the industry that we're in has also helped because the alpha, you know, masculine heterosexual male, there aren't that many in mm -hmm. our industry. Mm -mm. So um, there's a lot of guys who are sensitive in our industry and, and insecure in our industry. Yeah. You wouldn't know it if you just looked at a photo, but when you get to know them, you can see it and, and, and sense it. But I, I wonder if that had something to do with maybe our comfort or the beginning of our comfortability in this realm mm -hmm. of being more vulnerable, more um, in tune with our feelings and not just bowing them in, you know, keeping yeah. them inside. So I just wonder, you know, and also too, it's, whether it's um, a, a queer guy, whether it's it's a it's a, a female makeup artist or a hair, we're around so much energy and different energy, whether it's masculine or feminine or mixed, that it's it opens up our mind. I think a little bit too. Yeah. You know, uh, your family's from the, the from St. Louis. You said, yeah, Midwest? my family's all from the Midwest, Cincinnati okay. area. So you know how that is. Sure, growing up yeah. in the eighties, nineties mm -hmm. of the Midwest and how. I remember my mom, my third time to South Africa, I remember she was like, why do you keep going there? Mm. And I was like, you've never been, but <laughs> I was like, mom, it's, it's absolutely incredibly beautiful. Yeah. The people yeah. are beautiful inside and out, the, the ways of life and the culture. And, you know, why would you continue to go to uh, London? I'm like, what? And, she, and I'm like starting to put it together and I'm like, oh, you're thinking that your bubble is the greatest thing ever, but because you haven't experienced anything else and mm -hmm. the world is bigger than Illinois. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> much bigger. <laughs> much bigger. Yeah. The country's bigger than Illinois, let yeah. alone the world. And so it's uh, fascinating to me when, when you hear that certain level of capacity, you know, that they are limited to, you know, mm -hmm. the ceiling for a lot of people from where we're from is, is low, very yeah. low mentally, not, not, you know, realistic possibilities, but mentally is, is very low. Um, and so it's, it's sad. It's really sad, which also makes me appreciate, you know, having this industry that is large part got me out of, of that environment yeah. and opened up my mind to a lot of things. But um, yeah, I got sidetracked a little bit, but just back no. to the, you know, um, the the masculine man. The other thing I was going to say, too, is uh, I think and thankfully 
when someone would say you're too masculine, I think back when, it was them basically saying that's toxic. Right. But there's a difference between masculinity and toxic masculinity. And thankfully, they're they're starting to differentiate themselves and it's it's our own organic way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm happy for that. You know, it's yeah. also like if if a woman was, you know, either he's an asshole or she's crazy. That, you know, it's just like for layman's terms. And it's like, but I don't know. You know, maybe you're just receiving it in, mm-hmm. in a different way based on your own projections that you're, you know, kind of going through. Yeah. And the, that line, you know, masculine qualities are not necessarily good or bad. It's about how you apply them and how you yeah. use them against other masculine people, other feminine people, people in between. Sure. That's where it gets, you can start to assign negative or positive qualities, but yeah. like assertiveness, confidence, physical strength, like those are typically male things that yeah. are just qualities. They, yeah. but it's how you interact with the world that matters. And I think we are seeing, I mean, go to Melrose and like, look at the kids are wearing whatever. Yeah. It's like fashion is pansexual right now. And yeah. like everyone loves it because there's no wrong answer. Right. You'll see a guy who looks like he just stepped out of a Led Zeppelin music video yeah, 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 next yeah. to like a girl who's dressed like Billie Eilish and sure. just huge baggy clothes. And it's like, it's all good. Like who cares? whatever. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's wonderful. And I, I, I do it. think yeah. the exposure, like, you know, you can go on Instagram and look at what kids in Japan are wearing, like sure. what the K-pop yeah. groups are wearing. And it's all informing everything and everyone's mm-hmm. wearing makeup. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to set up this like sort of gender bending shoot right now just to play. Like That's cool. Because I'm yeah. not like, you know, every little boy puts on his mom's heels and stomps around yeah. until they're told don't do that. Sure, sure. And like, it's fun. Like, yeah. I, and yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. care what people think about me. So like, sure. I'll share those photos when they come out. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm curious. You're very smart. You're very, you know, you have a really high emotional intelligence. You're tall, you're good looking, you're confident. Why, why and I asked this about myself, so that's sure. why I'm asking you, but like, why do you keep modeling? Why do you think you just kept modeling? Um, Cause you could probably do a lot of things. Yeah. No one's ever asked me that. Um, Cause it's not about the money. Yeah. Um, I, I am confident enough to believe in my abilities mm-hmm. and, and my, I could be successful in a lot of other things, but I keep mentally going back to, I guess, um, level of comfortability. You know, the, the brain focuses on two things, safety and comfort. Yeah. And so a lot of people don't like to be uncomfortable. And I was one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then I was stunning my growth, you know, yeah. um, my evolution and, and me tapping into like not to get too crazy spiritual, but like the multisensory of me. And so. Long story short, I, I think I was just comfortable. Like I, I especially in Chicago. I mean, I've had agencies all over the place for a while now. But you know, I was very lucky to work with the you know heads of the catalog group, mm-hmm. and so I knew like I could work once a week, and I financially I was okay, and I have a certain lifestyle. You know, I'd have to get on a plane once a week. Cool, no problem. I'd drive whatever, no problem. So I was very just comfortable. Yeah, and I knew like I was afraid to fail. And it's, it's wild because in our industry, we get told no or rejected all the time. 90% of the time. All the time. Yeah. Like sports guy at all? Yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah. baseball, if you bat 300, you're in the Hall of Fame. You're great. Yeah. You're in the That's Hall of less Fame. less than a third. You're, I mean, it's you're one of the best players of all time. Yeah. You hit the ball three out of 10 times. Yeah. If we book three out of 10 jobs, that's amazing. You're doing super well. But I'm getting told no seven of those mm-hmm. times. And so and you're I, not counting the no's where they submitted you for the audition. They were like, no, nah, not, not. Yeah. So there's a more no's. Yeah. It's just like you were released. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, but You'll they never pick someone else or not. But right. Yeah. But I bring that up because 
for someone who is so conditioned to be rejected and told no, I was afraid to try something else that I actually cared about. Yeah. I didn't care about this. I don't care about this. And in that, in that realm, but I care about my podcast. Mm -hmm. I care about helping people. So if I'm rejected in that way, that's going to get me to the, to the core. Yeah. Right. So I was so afraid. I, I'm a very, uh, again, not to get crazy spiritual, but I'm an Aquarius. I'm very passionate. I'm very, okay. Go for it. Get spiritual. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. Remind me again. February 2nd. That's right. Yeah. Okay. You know, we're, we're passionate people, man. We're loyal. Like if we're going to put our name on something, it's going to be everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was so afraid to hand this card into life and not know what's going to happen with it. I remember I legit had uh, my first kind of panic attack the night before I released my my first episode ever. Like yeah. I legit was crying. I, yeah. so my wife came into uh, my office and and she's like, how's it going? You know, I mean, I was like, turn around waterworks. She's like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, <laughs> she, Whoa, did you lose a, a file or like yeah. what's happening? I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Who the hell am I to think that I can help people? I'm trying to help myself, you know, as we speak. And it's such a long form thing where, you know, a photo is an eighth of a second. It's a still image, a 2D image for an eighth of a second. Right. An hour long. And how long, how many photos, Conversation versus an eighth of a second is you're putting so much out there and you have no control over how you're perceived. No. And that's huge. But I do think you're not giving yourself enough credit in terms of your ability to transcend your comfort zone. If you were to stay comfortable, you would still be in Chicago doing catalog work, making, I don't know, 60 grand a year. Yeah, right. You went to New York, you went international, you moved to LA. You probably did commercials. You've probably dabbled in TV and film. Like you have pushed yourself because you've gotten either bored with Mm -hmm. just like the same old e-com jobs, which yeah, yeah, great money, but like, I don't want to do e-com for 60 years. It's tough. It's like, you're basically working a factory. Totally. You don't see the daylight. Yeah. Yeah. You're on your feet, all the the above. Yeah. Um, You're on an assembly line of clothes photography. Sure. Sure. So I think you've, you have set the stage for your ability to take this big, uncomfortable leap towards podcasting by taking little tiny leaps throughout your modeling career. Yeah. And that's what I was getting at about why do you keep modeling? And that's why mm-hmm. I keep modeling because I had a career before modeling where I was okay. in theme park design. And okay, I, wow. got, I studied architecture in college and I got an amazing opportunity and I was being groomed for like business development and traveling internationally. And they were a lot of stuff was being given to me yeah. and I didn't feel like I was earning it and I didn't trust it yeah. and I did not like it. And I left because, and then I went into modeling, which I wasn't great at at first. Mm-hmm. I like, I was very aware that I was not some like prodigy. Same. Same. I like was, you know, and I was like, I'm not as attractive as that guy. I don't know how to move like that guy. Yeah, right. I don't have the background of that guy. Sure. But I kept working because it was hard. Yeah. And I had to earn every day on set. Sure. As opposed to going into a job where my paycheck was going to be direct deposited every two weeks. And yeah. like, if I fucked around for eight hours, no one really knew. No, right. Yeah. And then they were like promoting me. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. didn't feel good. <laughs> sure. But the sure. fact that I have a shoot this coming Friday that is like coming after like a, you know, two week dry spell. Like, sure. and I had to do an audition self tape for that and a callback. Like you earned it. I earned it. Yeah. And I'm going to be so grateful when I show up to work. Yeah. And I think that that's what keeps me going. Cause it was sure. hard. And like, yeah. I could have probably had a very comfortable career doing a lot of things. Yeah. Could have gone to law school, could have, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would have been happy. And that, that purpose, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's not changing the world, but like, there is a hunger and like a 
you know, we're wired to survive. Yeah. So when you got to earn your next paycheck, you got to really, like, really earn it. It's not just guaranteed. Yeah. It keeps you going. That's, it feels you know, different. It feels different. When you do receive it, right? Yeah. And it's funny listening to you because I, I actually am the opposite then. Because my modeling career, you know, I, to give myself some credit, I, I did have to put myself out there in, in a lot of ways. And, and I went to these different countries around the world to get agencies. Like, yep. a lot of people don't do that. And so wow. this is before Instagram, you yeah. know, so it, like, it was it was a different type of hustle in, in, in when I was doing all this. But um, I will say that most of my jobs are direct to direct booking, say yep. direct deposit, you might do two <laughs> weeks paycheck, uh, direct booking. Yeah. And I, I rarely have to work for it. So I'm able to and my wife would hate me saying this because it's something I'm trying to work on, but I'm able to spend the money easier. Yeah, because I'm like it's gonna come a lot, yeah. and I don't <laughs> really have to. You know, I'm totally honest. It's yeah, it's, it's not as I'm, precious. I'm going to work. Yeah, like I, I'm thankfully knock on wood. I know that, and so it's not as precious. It doesn't mean the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. But if I were to get a two hundred dollars sponsor on my podcast, when my day rate is way more than that <laughs> on modeling, yeah, I'm I'm not even. I'm putting that in my savings account. Yeah, it's like wild because I earned it. To your point. Yeah. So you know that's why. I'm able, I still model because I can, number one. It's also number two. And we ran out of skills at 35. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, seriously. So it's like, but it's also not a job you ever have to quit. Right, yeah. And then the other reason why I think too is it's that opportunity to meet more people, Mm -hmm. you know, and in a way that I probably normally wouldn't be able to. So... That's why, but I, yeah. you know, and it's it, the older we get, the more money we should make, which blows my mind. Seventeen years, and I'm like, I'm not even at my peak yet. Yeah, I'm the exhausted. Herd thins out. Like my agents, <laughs> like get gray hair. Yeah, stressed. I'm like, I'm stressed. I know. I don't know. My mom's like, you're starting to grow. I'm like, great. I'm getting gray yeah. hair. Amazing. Yeah, you might be able to move out to LA. I could buy your house if I get gray hair. You know, so it's, it's something that you never have to necessarily quit. Mm-hmm. But I have been more selective. Uh, with how often I work. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I'm, I'm able to do that. I, I don't take as many jobs. It's like, you know, fly from LA to New Hampshire for $1,200. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They no. catch your own hotel. Like, no, yeah, thanks. no, no, yeah. I'm good. I'm yeah. not, it's in the wintertime when I'm going to get delayed or canceled, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, it's all right. So, you but know. that, so you've reached a level where you know, direct bookings, I get a lot of direct bookings yeah. through certain agencies and they're wonderful. And that's kind of what people assume the be like modeling is like. You get an agent yeah. and then you just work all the time and you don't have to sure. learn. It's just like you walk into a room and you're beautiful. They dress you and they're like, yeah. perfect. Like, yeah, that's, right. No, no. <laughs> and you get to a point where I can walk into a lot of different sets, a lot of different shoots and know what to do and mm-hmm. be comfortable. But it took so long, so many years of trial and error Same. to get to that point. Same. So, yeah, this money that's coming in direct direct bookings to direct deposit yeah, yeah. seems less precious, but you're forgetting all all the groundwork that was laid oh my, oh over man. so many years. Yeah. And so when you divide <laughs> divide that paycheck, you know, sure. of course it's an eight to 10 hour day divided by my day rate. Wow, it's great hourly rate. Yeah. But like, what about all the hours you didn't get paid for? Yes. And like, think back to even two years ago when I'd spent six hours driving around town going to auditions that yeah. may not pay me anything. Right. I spent two hours working out a day. I spend, yeah. you know, hours uploading on LA casting and like sure. now I'm editing self tapes and like all these hours and hours and hours that when you add them up into each job, like you're yeah. not making that great no, no. money. <laughs> I love that you said that. Cause you're right. And and that's something I, I, I guess I took for granted because early on, like I was putting in the legwork, the groundwork a hundred percent and getting paid. Shit. And, and yeah, getting literally, I had another two other jobs. You know, I, I wasn't able to be full time until my third 
year between yeah. my third and fourth it took year me like four yeah yeah so you know there was a lot of hustle there um a lot of free editorials and shit yeah. um to, you know that i would never ever think of doing now uh no matter i remember i, I had a job um like for the year right so 2019 uh, mm-hmm. everything's a blur now because covid but 2019 nigel barker uh, uh Park, Nigel Barker, the photographer. He was um he was on America's Next Top Model. Okay, yeah. Anyways, famous photographer. Sure. I had a job, and I was uh living here at the time in LA, and we were shooting in Milwaukee, and it was my niece's graduation, mm-hmm. like not the party, but the actual graduation, and uh, it was like lunchtime. We all sat down, we ate, and I was like, you know thank you so much for the day and I'm, I'm honored to meet you. And I'm telling it was editorial. And so I'm like, yeah. I appreciate the time. Um, I'm going to head out now. And everyone's like, what? And and I was like, oh, my agent should have emailed you. I said, I can only work to, and I think, I don't even know what the email was for my agent, but I think the client was like, but he'll probably change his mind once he sees, cause I didn't know who the photographer was right. when, I, when I booked it. And so I say all this because I remember I was walking out and Nigel was like, hey, can I can I talk to you for a second? I was like, sure. And he's like, are you really going to leave right now? Like we have a whole nother great, you know, second yeah. half of the day landed. We're going to get some great images. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it's my niece's graduation. Like, yeah. no offense to you. Please don't take this as disrespect for like Michael Jordan could be standing here right now. And I, well, I Mike, Mike would be different. Yeah. But like, um, you, know, so you, you, you get the point. I was yeah. like, no offense to you, but like this isn't that important to me as opposed to my niece is only going to graduate once. Yeah. You know, and I and say that's all that yeah. because I'm like, you have to, in some way, keep your dignity in this, which is a whole nother conversation and your character and, and your integrity and what's important to you. Because this industry will make you second guess a lot of that and make you, it'll tempt you to, to oh, break yeah. a lot of your boundaries. It'll inflate your ego. Yeah. You can become the dick that 100, people want you to be. 100%. And, and you would get paid handsomely, no pun intended, to be that handsome asshole you know yeah. what i mean so especially at you know 17 years in, you could probably yeah, get away with it for sure you know and, and you're i a pro yeah and and so it's just like at the end of the day it's uh it's not as important to me as you know a lot of other things but, but at the beginning of the podcast you said yeah. you're a model but it doesn't define you yeah and <laughs> that's, that's such a perfect encapsulation because i saw this guy ryan holiday writes a lot of like books about stoic philosophy yeah i have his uh daily stoic book yeah he's yeah, he's fantastic but he had a, a reel on instagram or something recently where he's talking it was on kobe the anniversary of kobe bryant's death sure and he was talking about how this espn reporter called kobe like a week or two before the, the crash and wanted to do this big piece on him you know mm. it's espn like people fight their entire lives to get an espn and kobe mm. was just like hey you know my my girls are keeping me really busy right now. Like I can't do it. Yeah. And so he had no clue what was about to happen to him. <laughs> right. And that's so like, that's so important. How amazing. That, like yeah. he could have been like, ah, like I got my whole life to be with my daughters. I'll go do this ESPN thing. Cause of it's cool. And they're going to put me up in a suite and all this. Sure. He didn't do that. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, get that. I mean, that's like the highest level of yeah. staying grounded. Yeah. I just think that's, that's such, such a beautiful thing to keep. Yes. Work hard at this and be proud of yourself. Yeah. But like, don't get attached to it. And and you can't replace certain memories. Mm-mm. You know, no, no matter what. I could have went to my niece's graduation party. I could have given her whatever gift. But it was the fact that I was there that is the priceless point. Um, yeah. Your story about Kobe in, in, the, in Ryan Holiday reminded me, uh, I just finished a book called The Emo- uh, Emotional Roller Coaster. Uh, the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. Mm. Um, I think it's, it's uh, Darren Hardy, I think is the author. And he had a similar story where he was working for some company that was looking for a speaker 
and uh, they were trying to get turns out to be Richard Branson. Yeah. And so they're reaching out to his, you know, reps and they're like, Hey, we'd love for Richard to come speak like a 15, 20 minute speech. Here's a million dollars. You know, yeah. that's our budget. And the reps come back and like, you know, thank you for the offer. But Richard said he, he's going to, you know, respectfully decline. Okay. Is there any way, what about 2 million? Here's 2 million, you know, no problem. Yeah, no, Richard is still, uh, he's, he's, he's going to respectfully decline, yeah. you know, maybe another time. Okay. Here's 10 million. They think he's playing a game. Yeah. Yeah, no, Richard is, you know, he's still, he's working on something right now and personally, and he's, he's just going to respectfully decline. Mm-hmm. They send Richard Branson's execs and reps a blank check. <laughs> and they're like, whatever it's going to take, please. It's a 15 minute speech. Yeah. I'm sorry. Richard's going to have to decline. And more so on why he declined. He said that he was working on something as he calls a vital necessity. So if you were to fall right now and break your arm and the bone is protruding through your skin, mm-hmm. the first thing the EMTs are going to do is take your vitals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he calls it a vital thing that he's like, this is a absolute necessity. Nothing is going to get in the way of taking my vitals. Mm-hmm. No amount of money. And I was just like, how wild is that? Now, granted, he's got the money to he's turn down a, a blank check. Sure. Okay. Everyone's circumstantial. Yeah. But look at the principle behind it. And someone who is disciplined and who honors their boundaries and knows what works for them and knows what doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. And I really was like, and that one thing from every book, that was the one thing I took away. Great, great book. I'm not going to discredit it, but that was the one thing I'm like, I'll never forget that. Yeah. You know, and you can really take something away from just someone who is like, I know what I need and I know what I don't need. And a blank check right now is because even if I had this blank check, what I'm putting off it as a procrastination or putting off to the side, I'm never going to be able to forgive myself for that. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if your why is I want to be as rich as possible, take the blank check. You'll take the check. <laughs> yeah. Who cares whose birthday it is? Yeah. Who right. cares who's in the hospital? Yeah. If that's your, that's your why in sure. life, that's what you're going to find time for. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I could talk to you forever. Likewise. Uh, man. I have a feeling you'll be a re- repeat guest, hopefully. I'd love to. But um, yeah, just as we wind this up, let people know where to find your podcast. Sure. And if you have any parting words of wisdom, you've spouted so many gems. So. Oh, uh, yeah. So my podcast is called Who Can Relate? Uh, it's on all podcast platforms and it's on YouTube. I film it. I'm a visual learner. So that's yeah. part of the reason why. Instagram is at Mr. That's M-R Just Davis parting words of wisdom i gotta tell you man full transparency here i am a little bit on a on a uh love cloud nine i guess i'll call it coming from family time yeah. you know this weekend which is really important to me uh but this was a different family time i'm not that close to my dad so we're trying to rebuild some stuff brothers same thing uh so what i will say kind of with the kobe along those lines is uh life is precious uh, whatever it is that is a grudge, a, a bitterness that anyone has towards anyone, in a very frank way to put it, let that shit go. Mm. Um, life is is uh, way too precious, and it's it's also harder to be mad at someone than it is to like like you know what I mean. So obviously, yeah. you know, protect your light and protect your energy and respect your boundaries. But if you feel because everyone's got that feeling, like I don't know why the hell we're arguing, but but f them, you know what I mean. Whatever it is, like just let that shit go. It's it's too precious and too short, and you just never know. You know that, yeah. that Kobe thing. That's 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 amazing, and it's that's just who he was, and it and you know we we're gonna always hear stories about him like that, and that's something I always remember. You know, he could have easily done that and been like, I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And I remember someone else said too. You know, if 
Not that we ever wanted to see anyone go out like that, you know, in his case, him. But as a reporter said on ESPN, I can't remember her name, but she said, of course he went out like that, spending time with his daughter. Yep. Yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be my point. You, you never know. You yeah. Never and, know. And, and also, too, uh, to give you your flowers for a second, as, as I kind of alluded to in this episode, this was an honor, man. I was, I was, believe it or not, I was really looking forward to it. Good. By the way, for everyone, like, Michael tried, I think we've been trying to do this. For months. months, yeah. Okay, a long time, yeah. a long time. And I, uh, you can ask my wife; she'll 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 attest to this. I was like, babe, I feel so, I feel like an asshole because nah. I'm not this guy. But I was just, it was a lot of stuff going on and and holidays and all that. But um, I deal with models. I, I think every episode there's been some rescheduling. Yeah, but I'm not that. No, I know, you're not. You know what I mean. I know so, you're not. but anyways, I, I know you know that. But uh, and it's the ones yeah. who stick that I'm like, I got to talk to this guy. Yeah, and, but know? it was an honor to to be invited. Thank number you. one, to have this great exchange of energy and, and great conversation. Um, I'm sure this will help a lot of a lot of people. Help me out. Yeah. And again, I'm really glad that you you're creating the space. And, and I hope people are, are more aware of this and, and the message that you're trying to get across. And I'm excited to see however this, this goes, man. You're very good at it, by the way, too. And Thank I you. won't just tell you that because I'm sitting in front of you. But like, <laughs> you are. You're really, I've been on a lot of shows and I'm just like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and I'm good with whoever, but I'm just like, this is not going to go anywhere. You're great. Thank you. You're great. So yeah, thanks that. for having me. Thanks for being here, man. This was fantastic. Yeah. All right. Bye, kids. Bye.